hey, you know what I believe? I believe every single person can make a difference and that we all have something amazing to offer the world. I believe in standing up for what matters and in putting one foot in front of the other. I believe courage is way more important than confidence and I'm addicted to seeing people break through what they once thought they couldn't. And that's why I started this podcast. I want you to believe in yourself. I want you to know that anything's possible. I want you to find the courage to stand up and do your thing. Everything's waiting for you. You just have to believe it's possible. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast. And here is where your courageous life starts. Hey guys, and welcome back to another week of the Get Off The Bench podcast. I have a question. Have you ever sat down and really defined your vision? Like really, not just say, not just, well, I'd like to do this and maybe I'll do that and I'm, I'm headed for a promotion and not that kind of thing. Really decided what your values are and what your vision would be according to those values as in how you would like to live your life and really design it. Well, today, my guest is going to tell us all about that and I'm so excited. So, so let me tell you about him. Lee Hicks is a human development and lifestyle educator, a visionary and an international speaker. Against many odds, Lee has accomplished extraordinary milestones and achievements in his life. He has visited 49 countries around the world, was a pearl diver, delivered a sailboat from Australia to Florida, became one of the youngest qualified super yacht captains in the industry and sailed around the world for 10 years. He then moved out to the land and developed a rainforest retreat in Noosa in Australia, built large teams in two marketing companies, and is now the founder and director of the Define Your Vision Discovery Movement. Lee created the Define Your Vision movement because he personally experienced a very real struggle that most online entrepreneurs suffer from. Lee had invested large amounts of time and money on both his personal development and the latest marketing skills. However, he began to feel frustrated, burned out and overwhelmed when he wasn't creating the income he felt he was worth. It was only when he realized he was chasing the money instead of creating a vision in accordance with his core values, innate strengths and what he loved to do, that things began to manifest and shift. Sounds interesting. Welcome, Lee. Hey, Karen. How are you this afternoon or this morning? This afternoon, borderline? Depends where we are. <laughs> right on noon. Yeah, right on lunchtime, actually. It's fantastic. And so you're up in Noosa in Queensland? and Yeah, I am. I usually live in uh, Bali or Mexico or uh, Perth. However, COVID slowed that little process down. So I could be stuck in much worse places. I, I was on a, a, a down at the beach the other day, Karen, and just really having gratitude for the fact that I was kind of, I can't call it stuck here because I'm not stuck. It's everything's all systems normal. So um, yeah, very fortunate to be in this place at this time, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can think of much worse places to be stuck at the moment. So Lee, I've, I've really wanted to get you on here to talk about Define Your Vision, which you created. And it's, um, you know, in the intro, I was talking about how we often uh, say, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to get a raise, or I'm going to go here, or I'm going to do this. And they're all sort of little steps, but they're all kind of not really based on our values and not really uh, then put into a a vision for life you know we often say my vision for work is I want to be CEO and that sort of stuff but about creating a vision for our whole life is such an important thing and I think very few people do it but I, I love the sound of it I, I want to know more about it and I really want to get into it but I know that you didn't just wake up one day and uh, you know when you're six and say that I'm going to do define your vision. So there's obviously a, a, a backstory there, and you know what, what sort of what sort of things occurred. And I always say this: there's always a trail of evidence. You know what sort of things occurred through your life uh, that were real defining moments that that led you to where you are now. Sure, Karen. Yep, thanks. Um, so I grew up in Perth in the west coast of, of Australia, one of the most isolated cities in, on earth. Um, and, 
You know, I was working, my dad created a business, um, which was the family business. My dad's an amazing man. I love my dad. Um, and, you know, I put an expectation on myself now that I look back at it, um, that, you know, I was the one that was meant to step up. And, you know, it was dad's intention to build the family business so that um, so he could build a legacy for his family and for us. All right. So his intention was great. I worked for him for a number of years, but I just, I just, I had this, I need to be self, I need to express myself. And I just didn't feel that I could do that in that space. And so I literally one day was walking down the road and I picked up my phone. This is in 19, uh, probably about 1997. And uh, I just randomly out of nowhere, just rang my best mate and said, Jace, I'm gonna buy a caravan and we're going. And he just said, okay. And that was it. We bought a caravan for 800 bucks, uh, fixed it up. And we just, we headed north. It was coming on winter time. So it made logical sense to head north. And I felt, Karen, at that time, a whole lot of weight and pressure just release as literally as we drove kilometers and kilometers out of the CB, out of the, out of the suburbs and started getting into the bush and and um, yeah, we just traveled for months, just living on beaches and gathering firewood and um, from there. So, you know, and there was a lot of resistance around me from friends and family and, you know, people were unsure. And so, um, but I didn't let that stop me. And I think this is gonna be one of the biggest points that, we've, that is gonna be come across today in our, in our talk today. Um, you know, then I, I ended up just landing in a place called Exmouth, a beautiful place. Um, and I got a job uh, working on the boats there doing some pearl diving. So we were spending five hours a day underwater up there. And once again, I got a lot of resistance from particularly family and my mom, you know, it's like, it's dangerous and you can't be doing that. But I loved that job, Karen. I was continuously surrounded by a dome of marine life feeding because we used to have these big high pressure guns that we would clean all the farm with underneath. So we were just blowing oysters and, and, and algae and all sorts of stuff. So I just loved that job. It made my heart sing, you know. Yeah. Yet um, there was just, yeah, there was a bit of resistance there as well. Um, from that point, I went up to Darwin and I put out some adver advertisements, faxes through to all the yacht clubs around Australia, rang up the receptionist, asked them to put them up, that up on the, on the notice board. Um, and that was it. I, I, that basically said, look, I want to go anywhere overseas. I didn't know where I want to go. I just don't even know why I did it. I just wanted to go overseas on a boat. I had some boating experience now and um, rang up mum one day and it's like, um, I'm going to be delivering a sailboat to Florida. And once again, it's like people are like, what are you doing, Lee? But that was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. Like I could never, ever, ever replace that. Wow. Um, landed a job on, a van, on, a, on Ivana Trump's super yacht from there, which was just completely random. And wow. long story short, that I ended up sailing around the world, visiting 49 countries, sailing around the world for about 10 years um, on various super yachts, became one of the... Um, the youngest super yacht captains in the industry at the time, around 35 years old, I was licensed to master a vessel up to 3,000 gross tons, limited wow. to yachts, so that's big boats. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot of resistance once again. It's like you're too young to be a captain, but I, I tell you what, I was tutoring some of the captains that had been captains for 20 years in the courses, very intensive courses that we did. Um, I invested a lot of money in my education and I needed certain amounts of sea time to even sit that, which I, I, I had accumulated. Mm. So um, I think innately what ended up happening is uh, just I, I went back to Noosa, came back to Noosa and then I just I had had enough of living in confined spaces. So I didn't really know what I was doing. I'd lived on the ocean pretty much for 10, 12 years I bought a couple of chainsaws and a bobcat and I just started dropping trees and milling them and creating decks and joists and bearers and building decks and did all my all the electrical work and all the trenching and the plumbing and built a shed and and the drainage and basically started building a, a retreat a, a rainforest retreat on 12 acres in Noosa and you know people would come on and they're like what are you doing why are you <laughs> taking this on like this is a massive project now, in my mind, Karen, it was easy. Like I could see it. I'm like, bop, 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 bop. yep, I can, I could see it. My reality didn't always um, reflect my my imagination. There was a lot of pain and a lot of turmoil, a lot of heartbreak. I nearly died a couple of times. Um, 
quite literally. And yeah, but at the end of the day, I was just doing what my heart wanted to do. Like no one was telling me what to do. I had no expectations of anyone else. You know what I mean? I just drowned that stuff out. <clears throat> and I was in a, it all came to a head, Karen, when I was in a mastermind in Bali um, about a year and a half ago. And a guy was talking about creating your vision. And as he was talking, dominoes just dropped in my head. And, and, and I went back to the hotel room and I just sketched out like a flow chart and define your vision was born. And what I realized was I was innately a visionary. I just, I just was. I didn't realize it, but I just was. And I realized that I had lived my life in accordance with my values and I didn't let that drown out. And then, but what I started saying was pretty much a lot, most other people around me were not doing that. They were living their life in accordance with somebody else's values. And they were, you know, so many people, some people, some of us, like yourself, Karen, we just have something big in us, you know, we can't explain it. It's like, we just, we've got a purpose here. We're here to do something big in our hearts. Um, but all too often, people don't know what that is and that stops them from doing it because they can't define it. They don't know where to go. They don't know who to turn to. They don't know what system, there's no system that I could sort of see. So define your vision was born and that's, yeah. So now we've created a process that helps people to, yeah, come back to their hearts and work out who they are and start to create, ask themselves the right questions to build a vision that, that makes sense to them, that, that makes their heart sing. So, oh. yeah. Oh, I love it. What a story. What happened to your mate? <laughs> oh, I don't know. He actually, um, he ended up, he he liked a bit of a drink. He had a bit of depression and up there we ended up, um, he got to a stage where he got really, really sick um, and I was away pearl diving up in Broome actually and I got a phone call and he was in the hospital and he said, Lee, I've been um, diagnosed with as a as, with manic depressancy, and I was like, oh, that just made, I didn't even think of it, Karen. I didn't recognize it. I was living in a caravan with him, and he was just sad and drinking, and you know what I mean. And I just I wasn't educated, um, so I ended up I tried to help him as much as I could, and it got to the point where I had to call his family. I'm like, you guys are gonna I I can't I can't deal with this anymore, but I couldn't leave him either. So I I brought his family up, and and they took care of him. Wow. So. Wow. That in itself's a, a journey. Mm. Well, all right. So I had to just know, I just had to know, because it was kind of like, where did, where did he, where did he lose? Where, where did we lose him? But um, so with your, with this, do, do you find your vision? Like, do you think it's just for people who have something big in their hearts? Or do you think it's for, for anybody? Like, is this, is it, to say, right, all of you people out there that just want to change the world, this is for you, or is it just for anybody who is just seeking something more? That's a really good question that I've never been asked, Karen, and two answers are coming to my mind. Um, first up, yes, the people that I... I'm very particular about the people that I work with because we've got some big stuff to do. I'm kind of like an 80-20 rule guy where you focus on 20% of the people that can create 80% of the vision. And so I'm very focused on that because I'm very, very um, aware of my time and my energy and where I want to put that. Um, and if I blank it out and just go with everyone, then I will not achieve much at all, whereas I can really achieve my goal and my vision, which is, is to empower you know, eventually through the ripple effect, it'll be hundreds of thousands of people over, over time. So the first part of my answer is the people that I am I really work with are people that come into the Define Your Vision. We start with a challenge, which is called the Breakthrough Challenge. And um, so that's kind of sorts people out. And, and it's amazing that you asked this question because I was on um, Clubhouse this morning with an incredible guy and he was just talking about timing for people and you know innately humans want to evolve however we go through periods where we have you know lulls we go backwards we have plateaus and we just need to know when we're in that and and you know and but then all of a sudden we kind of some of us people like yourself and I we just get this yearning inside and we're like no I got to do more I, I have to do more and so ideally they're the people that, and then they take action. I'm big on action taking because there are so many people that will 
say they want change, but they're not prepared to make the change and take action and set boundaries. Um, so really straight up transparent, the, 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 the breakthrough challenges that we have is almost like it's, it's, it's primarily planting a seed. So it can be for anyone. However, we make it very transparent that we're here. If the timing's right, not right for you, totally cool. You can sit in our Facebook group and just hang out with the family. We've got an amazing supporting family and maybe one day you can never pick it. I've, you know, I've been in um, various affiliate marketing and network marketing companies back in the day, um, which, which taught me incredible stuff. It's not what I do today, but, you know, there was one woman in particular and her name was Ali. Ali May, amazing. And, but back then I was a leader in the company and Ali would always be the, the little shy, skinny girl right up the back, just would, would be embarrassed to come and talk to us. You should see her now, Karen. Like I got, I got goosebumps. I'm, she is a full-blown leader that just is inspiring women across like you wouldn't believe and you just wouldn't have picked it. So you can never pick it. You know what I mean? And so that taught me a valuable lesson. So as people come into my realm and circle, um, we just nurture them and then take them through the process. We're very transparent to say, hey, look, if the timing is right for you now, you've got something big and you're ready to take action and you're good to go, let's hold hand and let's go together. We'll guide you step by step through that. If the timing's not right for you, maybe next time, could be in six months, could be in a year. So. Yeah. And it's great that you recognise that because some people just try to push everyone through things, you know, when they're not ready. And that's just it's frustrating for everybody. It really is. And, well, I, I, you know, I espouse get off the bench, you know, get moving, take action. I also do recognise that there are some people who just just not ready, you know. And, and I have moments, you have moments, you know, where we're just in oh. a lull and we just, um, and it's not that we need someone to pull us out of it. We just need to rest we're just yep. bloody tired. So, you know, I'm having one of those at the moment. I can tell you I'm fucking, but anyway. Well, look, this might be something just to add value to your viewers, Karen. I was once again on Clubhouse. I'm working on Clubhouse at the moment for it's a really great networking place. And there's just, it's attracted some incredible, incredible leaders. I mean, you and I were having a conversation on there yesterday. And I think you saw the quality of the conversations and the stories that people were sharing. It's very, very personal and powerful. Um, and I was, this morning talking to another leader and, and just to, a lady was saying, you know, she's like, I'm an overachiever and I do this, but right now I just don't feel inspired. And I'm just, you know, and I kind of use the analogy. It's kind of like a, um, you know, the curve, any curve really like a stock market curve, but let's say, so if you look at real estate curves in the stocks over, you know, 30 years ago, a house cost $40,000. Now it's $400,000, right? So it's always going up. And this, this I, I, I relate this to our growth and our personal growth for those who, of us who achieve. I mean, we're all growing, but some of us choose. It's a choice to invest in our education. And um, so when we do that, we go up. But, but that's what the, over the long term, when you look at the graph, it, it, it's always going up. But when you zero right into one year of that graph, it's going like this. And it's, sometimes it's going up, sometimes it's going backwards and sometimes it's going sideways. And so what I've learned to do is to recognize that when I go through a massive, typically I'll go through a massive period of growth and then I will die in the ass and I'll just need some rest. And usually that looks like almost like a mild depression, almost like a, leave me alone world, don't touch me, lay down for a couple of months even I've had. I've just gone through that a couple of months ago myself. But in my mind now, I've identified that cycle. And so now I view it and I go, ah, oh. I look back on the growth that I went, that massive growth that I have, I have gratitude. I go, wow, look, what I, look at the connections I made. Look at this, what I did. Look what I learned that and da, 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 da wow, that's huge. That's going to serve me so well later on. But right now I can't keep going up. I, I had to go backwards. And right now this is a time. So instead of getting frustrated and going, oh, I'm getting pissed off because I can't move. You can fight it. You can try and fight it, but it's almost, it's, it's, it's almost, you know, it's, there's no point in fighting it. Why don't we just go, okay, cool. I've gone through my growth period. 
Now I'm going to rest, I'm going to recoup. And what you're doing is you're reserving more energy, potential energy to go again, right? So we need to do that. So it's just the way I frame it in my mind. Um, it really helps me to deal with those, those lulls and yeah. yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Actually, I'm a bit of a fighter, so you've you've made you've given me a bit of a kick in the bum. Maybe I just need to lie on the couch and read some books for a month. But you know, yeah, I am um, I am a fighter. I keep I get up every day. Well, I go to bed shitty, but then I'll think that's it. A day's done, and I'll get up the next day and think right, start again, and I'll and I'll push myself. So yeah, maybe I need a bit of a kick in the bum to get on the couch and read a good book. But you need a kick in the bum to slow down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I do, actually. <laughs> that's uh, I love your energy, though, Karen. And you are a fighter, you know, and, and that's the thing. And But sometimes we fight ourselves into a place we don't want to be where we could actually just let it go and just be for a little bit and just yeah. know. I love the expression, you know, um, spring always comes after winter. It has done for millions of years. It ain't going to stop. And it's the same with our emotions. You go through winters where you go down, but you just... I, I always have a knowing when I go down and, and I go down all the time, right? When I go down emotionally and, and, and mentally, I, um, I love the expression. You don't have to believe all of your thoughts. That's yeah. a huge one. People don't realize that because you can have some crazy shit going on up here, but you don't, I sit there and I, I literally sit in my solar plexus, my soul. This is the real Lee Hicks here. And I observe my thoughts and the, you know, the chipmunks that are just talking yep. the crap up here sometimes. And I laugh, I laugh at myself. It's almost like I got, I, well, I have, I got a split personality there, right? We all do. We just don't realize it sometimes, yeah. but um, yeah. And I just sit there and then I just, I observe the thoughts go, ah, I don't, I can believe that one. No, I don't want to believe that. That's crap. That's crap. That's crap. And then just know that it'll come, I just got to ride, ride this out for a few days and I'll come good again and then I'll be powering again and I always know that's coming. So I try not to attach to that that negativity too much. It's not always easy though. It gets me up half the time, trust me. Yeah, <laughs> it gets me half the time too. I'm pretty good at telling it to piss off, but then every yeah. now and then a real snagger will come. Yeah. And then I it's think, oh, yeah, got me. <laughs> 100%. So I think it's really important, Karen, for people to, you know, you're talking about get off the bench, you know, and we're high achievers. We, we do stuff. We make stuff happen. We have done our whole lives. And I think it's really important for, for people to know there's so many leaders out there, that the, the Ken and Barbie type leaders, you know, and they're on the Instagram and they're on Facebook and everything looks wonderful and great and it's bullshit. Um, we're, no one escapes it. We're human beings. And I think that people are really looking for authenticity and connection now. Um, and I think that we have a responsibility. Uh, I was just talking with a group of really close friends and we're just making a support group ready for this in Clubhouse when one of us is feeling down because um, a friend of ours just had uh, is going through a, a bout of depression and anxiety right now. And he literally called us all up and said, I'm feeling this way. I don't want to be talking. I actually want to be lying on my bed and out. But um, yeah, I am here. I'm too, I thought I'd, I'd go against the counterintuitive and, and just reach out to you guys. And he just went, Bleh, and we helped him. Yeah. And I think that's, that's so important. I do too, and I think that we're not very good at that. We're not good at asking for help. And the program. No, we've got in in Gippsland where I am. We've got some remarkable female leaders here, and we all grab each other's back. Do you know, like we we all just any one of us can reach out to any one of us. Do you know, and and it's um it's dealt with, and it's just so nice to know because we all want to. Well, you know that whatever that expression is, you know, rising tide floats all ships. I don't even know what that saying is, but you know the one I mean. Yep. And and we've got a very big mentality here that you know we're only all up if we're all up. So let's yep. keep each other up. So yeah, yep. I, I love that. Love that. You've got to have people. You have to have people in your corner. You do the right people. The yep. right people. In your yes. Corner. And the ones that can see how good you are, even when you can't see how good you are. Yeah, they're the ones you need. <laughs> I love the I love the expression, um, and it's a bit harsh, but it's so true. Uh, it, it shocked me when I first heard it that you know your real friends will stab you in the front. Yeah, that's right. That they'll be there for you, but they'll also tell you when you need to pull your head in. Uh, yep, they're yep. the friends you want. <laughs> I only heard that expression a few weeks ago, actually, and I loved it. Absolutely yeah. loved it. So when, since you, um, you know, defined your vision, like when you, you know, Ed and Bali went back, 
did it in a flow chart and decided this is it. And you created a system, which of course you live by the system. And that doesn't mean without flaws and doesn't mean without drops and that. And so anyway, so you get this, this process or this system in place and, and how, so clearly you're following it, but how, how much has your life changed since you've applied this principle and stick to it as much as you can? That's such a good, you're, you've got good questions, Karen. I don't get answered these. So for me, um, what I know is that the name of the game of life, in my opinion, is all about thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Thoughts, feelings, and emotions are running the show, man. Doesn't matter how big your car, how big your house is, doesn't matter how fancy your car is, you know, any of that stuff, doesn't matter how good your clothes are. At the end of the day, if you want a big house, you want a big house because you probably haven't been seen and you you like the, the idea that you've got the biggest house on the street, right? So you're, you, you want the big house because either it gives you security or it makes you feel important. So at the end of the day, everything comes back to thoughts, feelings, emotions. So what I realized is so many people are going out there and, and they're either falling into, like we said before, into the expectations of other people or living their life in accordance with other people's values. So what does that look like? It could be like my dad, uh, someone's dad might be a doctor. Therefore, as the child is growing up and coming through high school, it's expected of him to go to university to do medicine. It's not really what he wants because his excuse me, his values are completely different to his father's. However, there's this expectation. So they go and drop $100,000, $200,000, for four years of their life, five years, six years of their life, doing something they didn't really want to do, come out on the back end, and then they go into it, and it's like, eh, that's cool, but it's not lighting their heart up. You know, they might be a complete creative and want to do that, but that expectation. So there's that. There's some people that, um, you know, just just don't even think about it, and they just they end up being in a series of jobs, which is most people, I call it the matrix, where they just come in and they get a job. They And, you know, once again, if you're not living your life in accordance with your top three values, you're living your life in accordance with someone else's top three values. And that can be a father, a mother, a, a child. You could be living your life in, in accordance with your child's values instead of yours. That's a big one I see all the yeah, time. I've seen that a lot. Um, to have a job, you're fulfilling somebody else's dream. And so then you're just biding time and, you, you know, how much of our time of our life do we spend working? 60 60% of our life, apart from sleeping and a little bit of fun here and there. And so at the end of the day, um, what it comes down to is to feelings and emotions. So for me, how has it changed for me? I, I know what my values are. I've identified my values. I've created, intentionally created a lifestyle in accordance with my values, which gives me fulfillment because the values are the things that you hold in highest esteem. They're the things that make your heart sing. So when you design your life, so my top three values, just to give you an idea, are freedom to empower and educate people and authentic connection. I've traveled to 49 countries of the world. I think I was telling you the other day, I can't travel right now. So I'm looking on Gumtree at the moment for a bus. <laughs> I want to travel. You know what I mean? But I've created a business where I've got that freedom. I can take my mobile phone and my laptop and I can have that freedom and work from anywhere I want you know, define your vision is all about educating people and empowering people. So I've created because I know that I love that. I was in army cadets when I was younger. I was a captain on a super yacht. I loved that education and, and guiding people. I love that. So I've built that. I've identified that in my past. What makes my heart sing? Do more of that. And so literally this is what we do with define your vision is we take people through their past and we work out what their sabotaging patterns are what do they love to do? What are their innate strengths? And we do that by, you know, doing a bit of digging in, in what they've done. And then we bring that to the surface. And once we bring that to the surface, then we can help them and they can work out who they are. There's a lot of revelations and transformations in, in, in our challenges. We see a lot of tears, happy tears, sad tears, you know, processing tears, the whole lot. Um, and the beautiful thing is we've got this great support in there. We're like a family and then we create this really safe environment. But anyway, to answer your question, the whole premise of what we're doing is help people to work out what their values are and to go and create a vision in accordance with their values. Because when they do that, they start to shine. They start to, to vibrate on a higher frequency. When you're vibrating on a higher frequency, 
you're out there now and the law, positive law of attraction comes in, you start attracting your ideal customers, the people, your tribe, the people that you're meant to, to be around, which makes you feel good, right? So it's all about feeling again. So when we take responsibility for our own lives, work out what our values are and go and, and, and shine a light for people that are around, that are depressed, that are sad, that are living their life in accordance with other people's values, all of a sudden, when we take risk, you can't, people, your children will do what you do, not what you say. Yeah. Yep. And so it's the same in society. I can't stand there and go, oh, go and do that, Karen, and go and do that. And I've got some shit job that drives me crazy. Mm. It's like, no, I've got to lead by example and go and shine that light and say, come with me if you want. And the ones that are ready, let's go. And then we can go and create massive change together. Mm. And, I, and I know that's where your heart's at too, Karen. We've had many conversations, lengthy conversations, um, and that's just in us. So they're the, they're the people that we attract. They're the people we yeah. attract. No, I love it. And you also say that most entrepreneurs fail because they're not living in accordance with their values. You know, they haven't built their business on their values. What, what do you want to say about that? Because that's come, a really good point. Well, it comes down to awareness. Most people, A, don't know what values are. They've never thought of the, even the question, living your life in accordance with your values. They're like, oh, wow, that's a good idea. Yeah, maybe I never thought of that, right? So number one is awareness. Um, what are values? What are your values? How are they created? Which is what we do in, in the Define Your Vision Challenge, um, which is the foundation of, of, of everything. And then once we've helped them to realise what those values are, um, yeah, we just help them to, to start to start cre intentionally creating a life in accordance with those values, so that they, it's all so that they can feel good. That's it. So yeah, and I agree. I think um, feeling you, you say thoughts, feelings, and emotions, and I absolutely hundred percent agree with you. But my my real big strong one is feel. You know, it's it's hundred percent. If it feels good, do it. If it doesn't feel good, don't. And that doesn't mean that you. You know, you can't just go to work because yeah, you just bloody have to. But it's a really good guide, really good guide. So where can you give us, um, you know, of course, uh, if people went through the challenge, you know, they're going to really dig deep and everything else. But can you give us a tip or something on, on how to find your values? And, of course, it's not going to be as deep and intense, but I think it's good to get people to start thinking, at least start opening up that possibility of what are my values? Yeah, I haven't thought of that before. So 100%. So there's a couple of ways that we can create our values, but one I think that most people aren't aware of is so we have in our life as, as children, when we're growing up between the ages of zero and seven, it's actually zero and eight because we've got to live out our seventh year, 85% of our neural pathways are formed. Essentially, long story short, we go into deep into the psychology, neurology and, and um, quantum physics and everything in the challenge to explain this, to educate people. How did you create your personality? How did you create your, your personal reality, How did, which is your personality, essentially? So what we end up doing is, um, is we have perceptions in our life. And so when we're young and we're forming these neural pathways, we, we, we develop our, a, a situation or an event will happen in our life that we perceive that there is lack, that perceive that something is missing, that, there, that there's trauma there. And so for so many people, that, that forms a neural pathway and then that just runs over and cycles through their life. And every time they come across a similar situation, they respond in the same way and usually it's from a place of lack or pain. And so they create these cycles in their life. So that's called a void. And a void is typically subconscious, negative and private. We don't like to tell people about our voids and our little scary bits back there. So, but then what happens is our voids quite often give way, not all of the time, but our, our voids give way to our values. Our values are the things that we hold in highest esteem, the things that make our heart sing, and they are conscious, positive, and public. We love to tell everything, everyone about all our good points, right? So quite often we'll have a perception of something, and, and let's just go for a story. Let's say there's abuse in the home um, and let's say um, let's say there's physical abuse where mum's hitting dad in the home right so the child's growing up and they're like the void for them is like this is not good there's sadness this is a bad thing so that's the void 
okay? However, when that child grows up, you'll often find, not all the time, but you'll often find that that child will be such a protective parent and husband, and they will never allow anyone around them to hit anyone else. So they, they had this void that was there, but if that wasn't there, they wouldn't have this incredible quality about them, this incredible value that's so important to them. Like if they, this person here has developed that, that value and they see someone else hit, man, they are not happy. They will stand in and you know what I mean? It's just innate, it's subconscious. So that's one way that we can create our values. Um, you know, it doesn't always go that way. Sometimes it goes, that happens. And then, you know, often it does where that will continue and, and as generational through and, and it'll be followed on, but it can go one of two ways. But that's one way that we can form our values. Would you say that um, your values are really, really, the, the foundation to values is, is what really matters to you? what you really, really deeply care about, would you? So is that a good way for people to start thinking about their values? Yeah, what, what, it's almost like what makes, what brings you joy? Yeah. What, what lights you up? I can tell in the second that I start talking to someone and I hit on a value, I see their face light up, I see them smile, I see them get enthused. Like you can hear me, right? You can hear how I'm talking now about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I'm, I love what I'm talking about because I'm, I'm talking in my value. So whenever you're talking to someone and, and, you, and you see them start to light up and get passionate about something, it's like, oh, there's a value in there somewhere. So essentially it's just, I guess, it's a really good question again, Karen. It's, it's just what, make, what lights you up? You can feel it when you start talking about it or thinking about it. This is like, yeah, I want more of that. I want to do that. Like, it's just like, I want to go that way. But so many people suppress that. And see, whatever's suppressed, so it's a law, um, uh, one of the laws and principles of the universe, whatever is suppressed has to be expressed. And we see this all the time, you know, um, parents trying to suppress their kids and their teenagers sometimes. The kid's just going to come out the other end, whatever's suppressed and, and held down, they're going to come out and it'll come out usually unfavorably. Same with men, a big one with men is they hold and they suppress their emotions, they end up with cancer or something, some type of sickness. Yeah, I know. As a behaviour specialist, I used to always talk about that. It's the same with behaviours of concern, you know, where, where people are getting hurt. You know, it's it's they're, they're being told for so long, don't do this, don't do that. You know, it's like it's like, like those um sausage balloons, I always say, and you're squeezing <laughs> one end of it. Yes. The other end is going to get big and eventually it's going to pop. Bang. And it yep. will, not, will not pop in a good way. It, no, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you might as well imagine it full of, full of acid and bam, it just goes everywhere. That's a bloody good analogy. Yeah, it is a good analogy. It's, um, but I think it's really important to start when you're talking about suppressing uh, what's important to you. It's not just, um, there's a number of reasons we do that. It's kind of like, well, first of all, it's been shoved down, you know, it's a belief system, but then there's also people who feel they don't deserve, you know, I don't deserve to feel good about something or the other one. If I feel good about it, something bad's going to happen, you know, so I'm almost getting ready for that. So therefore I won't feel good in the first place. And it's, there's just so many reasons that people don't express joy. And it's, it's such a, I would rather be around a joyous person. Do you, you, you know, just take a chance that it's not going to go wrong. It, it's, but I mean, we're all allowed to feel sad. Don't get me wrong. We're all allowed to have bad days and all that kind of stuff. But it, it all comes down to, I believe, is awareness, Karen. And that's exactly what Define Your Vision is. It's just asking people what we do in Define Your Vision is we educate. And so I, about the values and the voids and, and sabotaging patterns is a big one you know, and identifying strengths. So we just kind of, we help to educate about how these things are formed and, and bubble things to the surface, like the strengths and all that, that, you know, I ask a question in there, if you had, you know, $4 million and all the time in the world, what would you just love to do? What would you just do? What would you do with your life? Most people can't answer that question because they're so programmed to suppress and, and, and go, oh, no, I've got to do this job because I need to earn, a, a, you know, a few hundred dollars here so I can pay my rent here. And they're so locked into that, that matrix 
that when you ask them a question, it's like, if you had an unlimited amount of money and an unlimited amount of time, what would you just do? Most people can't answer that. They'll always be able to answer you, tell you what they can't do and what their limiting beliefs are nearly every time. Oh, they'll talk about that all day long because that's their story. And that's what Define Your Vision is really about. It's educating people on all of these things. And like, because we get people all the time, they're like, I've never thought of it that way. But then what we do is we help people to build momentum through giving them exercise, very small, basic, short exercises, but very, very strategic questions to help them reflect. And, you know, questions are the answer, Karen. When you've got, I can sit there all day long and observe something and see something night and day, a characteristic trait, characteristic or a behavior in a person and see it, and I can make a statement. But when, they, when I make that statement to them, it goes in one ear and out the other because it's my truth. When we reframe that statement into a question and get them to go away and ask that question for themselves and come back the next day, they usually come back with a tear in their eye because they had to process it. They now have to own that truth. And so that's what we do in Define Your Vision as they come through and then we have a VIP program where that's where we really hold people's hands and we go deep and we, we talk to them one-on-one -on -one and we really work through it as a family in that group. And that's where the real transformations happen. Yeah, yeah. I love it. And I was on a call with you uh, last week, I think, and we were talking about how each part of your journey, you know, you'd learnt, there were learnings in it, you know, and you came out with, well, this part of my journey taught me resilience and this part of my journey taught me compassion and well, uh, this was patience and that sort of stuff. Do you think that we often overlook those learning opportunities in life? hundred percent. I mean, when we had that conversation, I think I had just shared on another webinar that we that we're on, um, Karen, and 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 you you were the one that said to me, "Wow, I never thought of that, Lee." And and you know, just to put that into context to add a little bit of value to your customers. So you know, when I look at um, when I left the, the the family business, I I didn't allow my strength is independence. My strength is adventure. Okay, so then um, when I was, there was a stage there where I was uh, looking after, uh, uh, which I didn't even put in, in into the story, but I, I lost everything after the rainforest retreat. I was looking after an amazing woman that was my, my lover um, at the time. She had stage four metastasized breast cancer and um, everything went wrong and I sold the whole lot. But, you know, from that experience, she taught me joy and the value of life and gratitude for the present moment. If I hadn't have gone through all that, I'd still be in my head half the time instead of quite often now I walk around out here with no shoes on in the grass and ground myself and I just have this overwhelming sense of present being present. It's like I am here right now. This is so beautiful or if I'm on a beach you know I just I just where I'd just always be on the beach prior to to meeting her and I would be walking along the beach and I'd just be like I gotta do this I got this coming up and, da, da, da. and I'd be in these amazing places in the Caribbean or the Bahamas or you know in these in Costa Rica or wherever it is but my I wasn't present mm. And so it amazes me that I spent, I've had so, you know, more experiences than most people probably. I was thinking today, you know what, how fortunate was I that I chose to travel so much when I did, because who knows, that could almost be like the last bastion really to, and it's scary. That, that makes me sad to think that people can't go and do like, you know, would I had the opportunity to do as much anymore? It um, makes my heart sad really, because I really believe Planet Earth is here for all of us. Um, yeah, I do too. I think we need to go and experience those other cultures and see and grow and educate. And, um, you know, I can only have faith that that's going to come back at some time, that we're going to sort this out amongst us all. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, well, we don't know. You know, we like none of us would have expected this to happen. I had a trip booked to America. I had two trips booked to America for 2020. You know, neither of them could happen. And we were going to go and have a nice tropical holiday somewhere, but we, which, which we hadn't booked yet, but we, we couldn't do. But so none of us ever foresaw that coming. And we still don't know, you know, what the future we, we, I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful and I'm optimistic that, you know, next year that we will be able to move, but who knows. But we didn't see it coming and there will be some people who don't make it through the next two years or whatever and they've lost 
they've lost their opportunity, you know. But it was also I was talking to, uh, you know, another person earlier, and we were talking about um, how several several people I know have just have just died recently, and it's kind of like we have to we don't know what's around the corner. We just don't know, and it's we can say we're healthy, we can say we drive carefully, we can say whatever we want to say, and it doesn't make jack shit of difference to what plans the universe or God knows or whatever you want to, whatever you want to think has got coming. And why would we, if we knew, like your question, if you had $4 million and whatever, whatever, and all the time, it's the same as, you know, if you only had three months left, what the hell would you do? Would you sit here worrying? You wouldn't. You'd be, you'd be, Christ, let's, let's find that 4 million bucks and let's go. And you know what, Karen, it's such a good point that you bring up. And it's a question that we ask during the process, you know, it's like, this is one, like we said, with the question that we, we we get people to go away and go, imagine you're 75, 85 years old, whatever it is, and you've got three hours to live and you know it and you're laying on that bed and you're looking back on your life. How are you going to feel? Do you feel, you know, Jim Rowan has an expression that's a great expression. You either Suffer the consequence. Suffer the consequence of discipline, or we suffer the consequence of regret. It's one or the other, and so we can either step into that uncomfortable zone and just go for it, man. Just go for it. You know, it's you know, there's a massive, massive chance that you're going to go and fail at something that you don't like doing. So why wouldn't you go and and give it a go at something that that you love doing? You know, it doesn't make sense to me. Why? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. You know, go for it, and you've got to j- take that that leap. And people are going to resist you, and 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 you know, call you stupid and all the rest of it. But this is what we. This is what we're all about. When you come back to your heart, that doesn't touch you anymore. When you're when you have certainty and and confidence in yourself, and you find yourself, whatever happens on the in the external external environment around you doesn't affect you anymore because you're causing the effect. You're causing the thoughts, feelings, and emotions that create your reality, rather than letting your reality create your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Yeah. And so this is once again part of the education and awareness that we bring for people. It's like, you know, when you when you can live like that, that's powerful. Because yeah. you've become a master creator of your own reality. You can make decisions to guide your life and put your hand on the helm and guide your life the way that you want it to go. And it's not always, you know, it always goes left and right. But generally speaking, you're driving the driving the, the ship, you know, the direction, general direction that you want, which ideally is in accordance with your values and makes your heart sing. Yeah. That's what we're and, all about. and we've all got the power to do that. It's just we don't all have the courage or the skills to do that. But and awareness. That's that's you're exactly right. So the first thing comes as awareness, and then to actually um, surround yourself with the right people, um, set boundaries for because we're a lot of us are givers, overgivers, where we're giving, giving, giving to everyone else. We're just really depleting our own cup, and we got nothing. Then we end up resenting the very people that we're there to help. Yep. Because we're taking up our time and we're not getting paid for it and we're helping and our intention is good, but our we're, we're running our own cup empty. And so we really get people to take responsibility, set some boundaries. It always pisses people off around them. That's because they're so used to expecting from you. But when you do that for people, then you're, you, you are robbing them of responsibility and accountability. Yeah. As soon as you put it back onto them, they got to deal with some stuff and take responsibility with that. So there's always this initial flare up when we have someone, we tell them right in the start of our process, we're going to do this. And if you decide to take action, you're going to get a whole heap of resistance around you. We're just giving you a heads up, but you've got the support of the family here. We're going to be always coming back and encouraging you, inspiring you and motivating you to be a better version of yourself. When you get that resistance, expect it. But do not let your external environment affect your internal dialogue. Yeah, that's the key. And then, and then all that just everyone flares up for a little bit, and then they all calm down. And then, for the ones who continue on and actually start to create a difference, and start to create influence, and start to create impact, and start driving around a nice car and buying a nice house and living how they want to live, 
then guess what? All those people who were giving you shit later on, they want to be your friends now. Mm. They want to know you and they want to be around you because you become more, you become more enlightened, mm. which means you're shining more light and people are attracted to you. Yeah. That's yep. what we're all about. Certainly. And I'll tell you what, I was one of those people prior to last year, you know, I was just give, 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 giving and becoming resentful. I actually was. And, and I had to really pull it back and put in some boundaries and put in some, you know, start charging people for what I was never charging for in the first place. And that was uncomfortable, you know, but I, I had to keep pushing through it, pushing through it and pushing through it. And, you know, I'm doing it. And it's, and it's, it was bloody hard to shift, to shift that. And it's hard to do it on your own, Karen. And this is something we also do. I mean, the Finder Vision is so in-depth. I'm only giving you the first part of it. A little bit later on, though, we help people with that. Once they've found their, once they've found their vision and they know, they know who they are, then what we do is we go like, well, from that we can determine who are you here to help? Who are you here to serve? That's your tribe that you're in alignment with. What are their biggest problems? And how can together can we create a think tank and find solutions to your your ideal customer's problems because mm. that's where you can create a course and now you can actually feel like you're making a difference in people's lives because now you are solving the problem for them, which yeah. is gives you that fulfillment that we're all looking for. But what most people do is they do that and then they go out and help, but they don't have a system in place. And so we help people to put a system in place so that instead of going out and just helping, 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 and, and, and here you go, and then getting resentful of those people and doing everything for nothing. We're like, no, no, no. What it all comes down to is self-worth. Mm. When you start declaring your self-worth, money is just energy. And yeah. so when, when you do something for someone and you've spent, you know, I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on, on my personal development and education, that's worth something. I, I've given a lot. I've created this whole course. That took months and months and months of my time. Um, pain and, and all the rest of it. And so that is worth something that has value. So if someone wants to share my not share that knowledge, if I want to share that knowledge, I love giving information away for free, but for someone who wants it all packaged and bundled and they're ready to go, then I'm just exchanging, we're exchanging money for value. It's like, yeah, I will give you my value for this. So we really teach the wealth principles um, in defining your vision. And then we actually have specialists. We have people that help people set up a system straight away. So literally, as they come out the back end, they know who they are. They know who their customer is. We've helped them to create a course. We've got a very basic system in place. And then they can go out there and go and, and start talking to their ideal customer and attracting them. And then as soon as that person pops up, you go, oh, here's a link. It's just, here's a link. And I don't care if you're charging 20 bucks an hour to start with. You've got that system in place and you might charge $20 an hour. And then after a while you go, this is mug's game. I'm actually really helping these people. I'm going to start charging 50 bucks an hour. Then I'm going to start charging 300 bucks an hour, whatever it is, whatever level you go to. But you've got to get that system in place so you can declare yourself worth yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. I love it. Oh, I love it. Now, if people are really resonating with this, what's the best way for them to join the um, Define Your Vision process? Yes, sure. Well, we've got the Define Your Vision Facebook group. So that's um, at www.defineyourvision.com.au. Um, they'll just come through. There's a little video there. Um, if that resonates with them, if the message resonates with them, then we'd, um, you know, they'll, they'll come straight through to our Facebook page. And that is a safe space. It's a beautiful space. We've got some incredible people in there, a lot of vulnerability and a lot of people that are stepping up and, and, and sharing their vision and their progress as they go at their pains, their joys, their successes, the whole lot. So it's a really safe space in there. Um, and then we've also on the, I've just got to check, the day it is the um, the February the twenty first in um, Australia. We've got a three hour live event that starts at eight am on Saturday the twenty first, um, and that's if people want to come through to that. That's www.defineyourvision.com.au forward slash live dash training dash event. And I don't know if we're able to pop those up somewhere, Karen, but it's, it's a free event and essentially what we do is explain in a bit more detail all the things that I just spoke about here 
we really break it down for people. And then those who are really ready and committed, there's a VIP section there. And that's where we really get in and answer the questions and, and help them find clarity. So. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Um, and what I will do is I will put all these links anyway in the show notes so, you know, people can do it. I'm going to do that three-hour one and, you know, hopefully do more. And, uh, yeah, really looking forward to it. So um, uh, if people do the – so you got the three-hour um, one and then you get the five-day challenge. I think um, one of my questions was going to be to, you know, what do people get out of it? But I reckon we've, um, I reckon we've pretty well covered that anyway. And that's – do you? Yep, they get to find out who they are. That's that's our objective. And that's just the start. From there, we do the other stuff. But the whole, everything starts with who am I? You know, in most of the scriptures and and the and the and the and the Quran and the different um religious texts around, they all come back to one thing is know thyself. Yeah. So there's a law as well that's called the one, the law of the one and the many. And when you find yourself, when you find your alignment and your, 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 you know, who you are, then you vibrate on a higher frequency and you attract the many. So you find out who the one is and then you attract the many. So we're all about starting at the start. Most entrepreneurs, they're looking for money. You know, they're going out there and they're trying to create this and chase this and chase the money, but they're not thinking about well, what makes your heart sing. It just makes sense to us to yep. start from the start. Yep. Oh, I love it. I love both parts. Start with your heart first and then then find the money. But the second, the, the, the other thing is um, find out who you are because I think that most of us don't know who we are and we're a, we are a, a combination or we're a made-up little, you know, we're a bit like a bits of dog, you know, bits, bits of this and bits of that and some of our experience and some of our parents and some of our education, some of this and some of that, and we've sort of become moulded to be a somebody but not our somebody. So... Um, 100%. Yeah, I, I absolutely love it. Well, this has been good. I love this stuff. I really love this stuff. I love growth. I just think that, you know, it, it's, um, yeah, it's such a, such a powerful thing. You just keep growing. Keep Karen, growing. I just want to compliment you on the quality of your questions. Um, you asked some really cool ones that I've never been answered be asked before. And, you know, you and I have spent a number of hours on, on quite a few calls now. And, and um, obviously, we're big part of a, a broader network as well of incredible thought leaders. Um, and I just want to acknowledge you as well for the work that you're doing and the light that you're shining. Like I was, we on, our, on, our, on that call when I met you, there was like 30 odd people on there. And I just, I just wanted to speak to Karen. <laughs> because you're shining that light you know what I mean you've, you've yeah. got that and, and I just love your you're just you're just real you know what I mean there's no fluff and buff it is how it is we can tell that straight away and once again that's what people are looking for is authenticity and and I believe that you know who you are far more than most other people out there in my experience Karen you've really come into that and uh yeah I'm thrilled that we're moving together forward and and you know helping each other to impact and that's what it's all about we're just looking for others like us right we're just looking for others like us that want to make a difference and come with us and and and, and we do it together because it, it's not you know you can't do it on your own and who wants to do it on their own no yeah. and i've tried and it doesn't work it doesn't work you crash and burn you really yep. do but thank yep. you like i really appreciate those compliments you know i don't fish for them but when they come they certainly are much appreciated so thank you thank you now i I'm, i always ask this question to finish off and because this this podcast is um to inspire people to get off the bench and and i always think that you know you can say the same thing 20 times and it's not until the 21st time that someone's going to go oh I think I can get off the bench you know so I just I love having all these amazing people on this podcast and and I think that all these different voices you know one voice will resonate with one person and I I, I pray you know for, for many more people to get off the bench so that's what the podcast is for now you've um You've added another layer or perspective, and that is knowing your values, you know, makes you more focused and more in alignment. So hence chasing the right thing, you know, not, not just uh, getting off the bench for the sake of getting off the bench. You're, you're saying 
know your values, be aligned and get off the bench for the right thing. So if somebody's feeling like, oh, I, I really do want to get off the bench. Um, I think that I, I've always said that I want to do this, but my heart's sort of telling me that, but I don't think I can achieve that. So I'll go for the easier one that I think I can do. What advice would you give them? I like this. They've just got to listen to their heart. I, I think what it is, I, something I learned when I was in my 20s, that um, we have this intuition inside of us. We innately know what we're supposed to do, but it's our fears and our, our limiting beliefs that, that, that suppress that. And so what I, I remember exactly the room that I was in in Nelson Bay. I was in Nelson Bay and I don't even know the guy's name. It was a friend of a friend and we were playing guitar in this room one night. Um, and I had this moment where I, I had a feeling that I was meant to do something, but that feeling was very small, mm. but I knew it was there. And what I learned to do, I trained myself to magnify that. So whenever I feel that little feeling of intuition, it's like, oh, I should be going there. It's so easy for us just to, and we're programmed to just forget about that and not listen to that. And I, I, I learned to, ma- I, I use the word magnify right there on that night. I remember I'm like, I need to magnify that. And so I've built that like a muscle almost is when I'm moving and something and I'm going down the track and either something's congruent with what I want to do or not, then um, then I listen to, to that to that internal compass. Um, so that's a broad answer the, um, to, to narrow it right down. And, and I, I actually didn't want to answer in this way, but, I, but to me it's perfect logic that um, if they're not sure, then education is the key, but you've got to have the right type of education to help to build that guidance, to ask you the right questions and so that's what we do at Define Your Vision. That's what the live event's about. That's what the challenge is about. If you're unsure, because indecision is the biggest killer of dreams. A confused mind does nothing. But it's, and, and everything that we're about, and it's kind of funny that we haven't even mentioned it on here, because everything is about certainty and direction. When you know where you're going and you have absolute, I know where I'm going. I know who I'm serving. I know what their problems are. I know how to solve them. Like I am so crystal clear on that. And it changes, don't get me wrong, but I'm crystal clear. My certainty is greater than anyone's doubt about my certainty about what I'm doing, yeah. right? And so it's when we can develop that certainty that's in alignment with our values, that's when we rock and roll. That's when we create a difference and that's the education that we give people in the process that we've got. Oh, well, I love it. And you've given so much food for thought, absolutely. <laughs> It's, it's 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 actually a lot of information in there but it's uh it all boils down to the same thing i mean you've 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 given a stack of information in all different pockets you know all through this podcast but at the end of the day it's all it comes down to your your values and your vision and all comes down to your as you said your thoughts feelings and emotions you know and myself yeah we've just got to get back in touch with us don't we we just 100%. I got goosebumps as you say that, Karen. <laughs> so true. Uh, I love, well, it's pretty simple, isn't it? Except it's not simple. That's, That's the problem. True. It's it's actually a simple thing, but we've uh, over the years have made our life so damn complicated, and we've put stacked so much shit on ourselves that it's it it you. You need a chisel and a hammer to get the bloody stuff off. You used to be able to wipe it off with a with the wet ones when you were a kid, but not <laughs> yeah. now. No, no, it's caked on solid now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it sure is. Oh, well, I've absolutely loved this. Absolutely loved it, Lee. You're just, you're a gem and so glad that we've, you know, started to collaborate and so glad that, um, I don't know, that you're bringing this to people and so that that there is an option for people. There, There is something there that can help them to chip through some of this stuff. So I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. It's, and I appreciate you coming and sharing this with us. I, I love this stuff, Karen. This is the thing when you're with it, when you when you find what you do, you just love it. Like if this isn't work to me. This is this is me and you having a great old chat. <laughs> yeah. And that's it, isn't it? That that's yeah. it. Yeah, I do the same. My partner comes home and said, "What did you do today?" And I'm like, "Ah, uh, I don't know. Had had a bit of fun. Did you do any yeah. work? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of course, I did work. This is but my work." 
that's it. We're doing it right. Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's no, fantastic. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And um, I look forward to catching you again. In fact, it'll probably be tomorrow. And um, I really hope that um, people come and join you. I'm going to put it in the show notes. And I just hope that people even join, even just for a start, join for the three hours coming up on the 21st of February. And, you know, this podcast will be out before then. So hopefully people get right onto it and join. So beautiful. Fabulous. All right. Well, thank you. You're going to enjoy the rest of your day up in sunny Noosa. And <laughs> I am. I'm going to take a bit of time out for myself now and just and just take all that in. So that's what um, that's, sounds yeah. marvelous. So I'm going to take my thongs off and go and uh, walk out on the bare grass for five go minutes. Go and ground yourself. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> sounds good. All right. Well, I'll catch up with you soon. Thank you so much, Darren. Thanks, heaps. See ya. Oh, guys, that was awesome. I, I, it's just so true what he's saying is that we really don't know ourselves, do we? It's Some of us do, and I, I, I can't say that I totally do. I know quite a lot about myself, but there are still gaps, and I think we've all got gaps, and I think that it's a, a journey that we go on through our lives where we've just got to keep keep asking the right questions and asking them of ourselves You know, every time something comes up and it feels great ask more about that. If it feels crappy, ask more about that. And as Lee said, just start to magnify stuff until we can really hone in on what that feeling's about. And is it something that we should be following? Or is it something that we should be stepping away from? And I hope that you, you know, hear this in time and, and go and have a look at the three hour thing on the Saturday, the Saturday, the 21st of February, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. That's Australian Eastern Daylight Time. But the link to that is in the show notes, but it is defineyourvision.com.au forward slash live dash training dash event. And you can find out heaps more about what Lee's doing in on defineyourvision.com.au. I will put in the show notes, um, go join the Facebook group. And I really hope that that's started you thinking about what are my values? What vision do I truly want? And how can I start designing my life the way that is going to satisfy me and also help other people? Because I really do believe that we're not here just to help us or not just to help other people. I believe it's a combination. We should put us first so that our cup's full, find out what is really matters, what really matters to me, what's going to make me really happy. And when we've got that, get out there and make other people happy. So that's it for me. Banging on, but oh geez, I love this stuff. And I absolutely am so thankful that my life, that I've created things in my life that make me truly happy. And I know there's still gaps. I know there's still more to come. And I still haven't put my finger on a lot of stuff, but I keep asking the questions. And I really hope this inspires you to ask the questions of yourself as well. So that's it. And thanks again for joining me. I absolutely love you guys. I don't even know who's listening half the time. Some people tell me that they're listening, but there's going to be people out there that I have no clue who you are. But at the end of the day, I love you anyway, because you're hanging in there and you're listening to this and you're supporting this amazing goal of making the world a better place. So love you. Okay, I will catch you next week. See ya. Hey, thanks for joining me. It really does mean the world to me. Now, if you or somebody you know is doing amazing things, make sure you send me an email to info at getoffthebench.com.au. That's info at getoffthebench.com.au. Otherwise, head on over to my website at kerenvaughan.com and tinker around there a bit and send me a message. Okay, catch you next week.